I feel like these uh, headphones are too heavy for my skull. Sometimes <gasps> I feel like they're like, like just uh, like I have like a head down. crusher on me. <laughs> so <laughs> for your dainty, delicate skull. Yeah, I'm like, damn, do I have a soft skull? <laughs> Like a baby. You're like, wow, these headphones just called me skinny. Yeah. <laughs> hello, 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 hello. Happy end of fall in love February. It's anatomy of a fall in love February. <laughs> How are you doing? Are you watching the Oscar movies? How are you doing on them? So my dumbass, I <laughs> the, what I what I tell you now will shock you. So I have had AMC A list for years. Mm-hmm. Yes, like yeah, I've had it for a long time now, and I just noticed like I wasn't using it, and so I my credit card expired. I had to get a new one because just like obviously time passes. Yeah, and then I didn't put a new credit card in. So it canceled, right? Because it's like mm. it can't renew my subscription, whatever. And I was like, uh, whatever. Like it's better I'm not paying for it. Like I'm not using it enough. Then cut to me wanting to watch the movies for the Oscars and being like, <laughs> let me renew it. They told me I had to wait 180 days <gasps> to re-up my subscription. Yeah. What? 180 days. That's crazy. Yeah. So like – of course, in the last couple of weeks, I've seen like three movies in theaters. Right. Because full price. I, right. Full <laughs> price. But we've been trying to go on Tuesdays to get a oh, yes. discount. But yeah. no, like I've been spending like tens of dollars, like 20s yeah. of dollars going to the movies. It's expensive. Because, yeah. In New York, it's literally – recently it was like $18 or something. $22. Oh. For a movie ticket. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. Blood suckers. That's criminal. I did pay that much, though, to see anyone but you in theaters. Ooh. Um, because it was, like, the like the fancy one where, like, they, there's, like, a server in there that brings you oh, yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. They're, like, your own private, like, house self. You, like, shine a flashlight and they're, like, how can I help you? <laughs> and they're, like, my queen, what can I get for you? Yeah. Um <laughs> Something like that. But the only reason that I did that was because it was literally the only, like, show time that worked out well with my dinner reservation. Mm. So then I had to pay, like, 25 doll hairs yeah, to watch anyone but you. <laughs> but it was, and you're it was like, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad it was good. Yeah. I'm glad. I had fun. Had a Moscow mule um, and some popcorn. It was great. Mm-hmm. I recently saw another Sydney Sweeney film – Madam Web. Oh, I've heard about that <laughs> yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's exactly what you think it is. Yeah. That's that's what I've heard. That's what I've seen on Yield Twitter. Mm-hmm. But I am making good progress with my Oscar watching. I'm over halfway through. Nice. So all I have left is Killers of the Flower Moon, mm-hmm. Poor Things, uh, Zone of Interest, American fiction and past lives, and then I'll be, I'll be through all the best pictures. Wow, so we're getting there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how many I've seen. What is your favorite so far of what you've watched? Oh gosh, I would say so far, 
Oh, God, I haven't seen, like, any movies. (laughs) (laughs) I would say so far it would have to be poor things, like, Mm. out of what I've seen. But I have really good – I really want to see Past Lives. Yeah. I think I'll just – you can stream it, luckily, so Mm. I'm going to see that soon. And I really have high hopes for uh, American – Fiction, that's like the courtroom one. No, that's Anatomy of a Fall is the courtroom. You're so right. Yeah. I have high hopes for Anatomy (laughs) of a Fall. Yeah. And Past Lives. Yeah. Anatomy of a Fall was good. I really liked it. Yeah. Um, My favorite so far, one that I wasn't expecting to be Mm -hmm. my favorite, but it like had me sobbing. Like like, I literally burst into tears at the end and I was like, what is happening? Was The Holdovers. I really loved the holdovers. I thought it was so good and just so mm-hmm. like different than every other like regularly nominated Oscar movie. Um, there was like a really nice levity to it, but also, you know, I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, yeah Who it was really good. And it's the holdovers. Um, Alexander Payne. Oh, okay. And I will be, and it's also a Christmas movie, which I did not know going oh, wow. into it. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I will be watching this every year at christmas time it was like i watched it I was like instant classic yeah loved it oh i'm so excited to see it yeah i really want to see and that it has too. paul giamatti i know yeah. i know i can't believe that the zone of interest and anatomy mm-hmm. of a fall have the same woman yeah. sandra huller yes she's I'm cleaned like, it get up your bag is it i'm assuming it's not a thing to be like Famous actress nominated for this movie, a famous same famous actress nominated for a different movie. Like you can't have the same actress nominated for two different movies in the same category. Yeah, I'm not you? sure if like you could be nominated twice in the same category. Like They're imagine like, pick if she one was, performance. <laughs> yeah, if she was nominated for both Anatomy of a Fall and Zone of Interest. I don't think. Yeah. That you can do that. I don't know though. Maybe it's happened before. If anyone knows, let us know. Let us know if you're watching the Oscar films. What are your thoughts? What's your fave so far? It's going to be a hot race. So It is, for sure. With that being said, I guess we should get on to this, uh, this movie that was not an Oscar nominee. No, but it, it shouldn't have been. I was no, going to say it should have been. Have been. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah. I don't know if it was just like I was in a better mood the second half of the month, but I do feel like the second half of the month was like kind of it for me in terms of picks. Mm-hmm. I feel like what this movie did super well was the acting was so good. Like the chemistry, like the moment to moment vibe was really delicious. Yeah. Like I was having a great time watching. Um, even though like obviously like two people forced to go on a journey together is, like, not a new concept. Right. But I like how it was executed. Yeah. Love an enemies to lovers. Yes. Um, love a travel movie. I love the Irish countryside. Mm-hmm. So with that Christina, being said. Christina, what did this movie <laughs> inspire you to do? I literally bought plane tickets to Dublin. <laughs> I love that. Because when I was watching it, Josh was like, why don't we go to Ireland? And I was like, yeah, but we have to like, we have to, first of all, we're planning a trip to Tennessee mm. and later in the year have to go to a friend's wedding. Yeah. So I was like, I don't think it's in the cards right Not now, this babe. Year, babe. 
Yeah. Uh, so I was supposed to go to New Orleans this fall, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, was only just in the past couple days made aware of the fact that when we plan to go is like peak hurricane season. So it was like, hmm, maybe this is not the best decision that we could make. Right. We'll, we were like, let's, you know, think about it for a couple days, feel it out. And then uh, I was like, I'm going to throw something out there. Matthew, hear me out. <laughs> what if we went to Ireland and he like burst out laughing and he was like, where the fuck did that come from? And I was like, well, I've always wanted to go. And like, I was watching this movie the other day. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, wouldn't it be so fun if like Matt and I went to Ireland, but we're already, we're already going to New Orleans this year. Um, but I was like, let me just look at flights real quick. And the prices were extremely good, so much so that Google was like, these flights are $500 cheaper than they usually are. Wow. And I was like, can we book this right now? Um, And I really dragged him over that finish line. I was like, okay, we're booking the tickets now. And we did. So uh, that's what I did at four in the morning yesterday. So I will be going to Dublin later this year. (laughs) Anyone has any recs, let me know. (laughs) I love... My time, which was like two or three days in Dublin, like it was just so beautiful. And I know people are like, oh, that's like the most touristy part. Yeah, I'm sure other parts are beautiful. I didn't have the time to explore them, but it's you're going to love it, I think. Because you don't like – you're not really like a tropical beach lover, but this is like – very temperate like you can Mm -hmm. wear a nice sweater exactly it's gorgeous you keep your shoes on Mm -hmm. i guess wear boots uh it's really just everything i could ever want and uh yeah i've always wanted to go to ireland and the whole thing with us going on trip was like oh we want to go somewhere that neither of us have been before because like i'm very fortunate that i've been able to travel a lot Mm -hmm. so i was like i would like to go somewhere new that I haven't been and it would be like fun yeah. for the two of us to on our first ever like trip together go somewhere that's new to the both of us so Ew. should be fun I was already looking up like different day trips that we can do and there's one where we can go to um like there's trails in Wicklow and we can go and like see a sheepdog demonstration <gasps> and like hang out with the sheepdogs and the sheep and the lambs and like Aww. go to this old castle and stuff so i'm excited and to go to the guinness uh you know factory will be cool yeah i went to the jameson one when i was there honestly yeah. very cool like yeah. presentation like it was really well put together um yeah yeah and the people in ireland were so nice that i like, compared to hospitality as yeah. we mentioned in this movie. So mm-hmm. there you go. All right. Um, I don't know if we said what we're doing. We're doing Leap Year, by the way. And if you're wondering of the financials of the situation. The numbers, baby. Yes. There was a $19 million budget and it made it $32.6 million in the box office. So not really big not numbers. huge, but. But they didn't lose money. Yeah. So that's always good. Yeah. <laughs> Shrug. Yeah. We're shrugging. <laughs> um, for those of you who are not aware of the Leap Day tradition, it is a real live, you know, tradition. Mm-hmm. And this is pulled directly from the Wikipedia page that the custom, you know, allows women to 
initiate dances and propose marriage on leap day. There's also traditions apparently where if the man refuses the proposal, then he has to uh, like give the woman some sort of compensation, <laughs> which typically were like gloves or a silk gown or by the 20th century, a fur coat. Yeah. So at least she gets something out of it. Weird flex, but okay. So that's just a little bit about uh, Leap Day. We really could not find very much like interesting information about this movie other than it's like, oh, these two actors are born on the same day. <laughs> or they shot this in Ireland. Right. They're like, this bridge was in Ireland. It's like, great. Thank yeah. you. Thank yeah. you. Um, the only other thing I saw was that the castle that they walk up to did not exist. That's CGI, which. Wow. Pretty good for 2010. Yeah. Not too shabby. But our only really other fun fact is that, you know, Matthew Good, who plays Declan, uh, didn't really have any good things to say about the film. No, he should have kept his mouth shut. Yeah, he pretty much slammed the movie and was like, yeah, the only reason that I signed on to do it was so I could, like, go home to London on the weekends and, like, see my girlfriend and my newborn daughter. I mean, valid, but, like, maybe don't say the part about it being the worst movie of 2010. Yeah. yeah. Because also, I don't think it was that bad. I actually really enjoyed it. I, I really it liked it, too. Little rom-com. Mm -hmm. But in any case, before we leap right into it. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, just want to remind you all about Patreon. This month, we have another enemies to lovers slash friends to friends to enemies to lovers, really, uh, on the Patreon, which is Sweet Home Alabama. So if you want to listen to that bonus episode, you can head on over to our Patreon and mm -hmm. check her out. Yes. And of course, if you want any other content along the way before Wednesday rolls around, you can follow us on instagram at movies that raised us yeah you can find us on uh tiktok movies that raised us pod twitter mtru underscore pod and that way you'll get to see what uh movies we have coming up before they come out yeah i also like to ask questions in the in the caption um sometimes i feel like i'm just talking to myself <laughs> so if you ever see the pictures comment yeah. comment and i'll i'll if you like actually <laughs> I'm like if you actually write something no but if you like have something to say like we'll like chat. Yeah, for dog. sure. And with that being said, I guess we should just leap on into it. So we open up to see our main protagonist Anna Brady, a young successful real estate stager. She's a very meticulous type A personality, and she is actually applying for an apartment in a very fancy building with her boyfriend, Jeremy. AKA Adam Scott. <laughs> right. The, the dorky, like, I don't, he's not really a dorky. Well, he is actually. Yeah. So you can picture that. <laughs> yeah. And in the interview, she makes a case for herself for the apartment and says she's lived in Boston her whole life and has always dreamed of living in this building. And she's also like, I think that our style and dare I say taste would match. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just so, going to say right off the bat, 
I did not like this woman for probably like the first 30 minutes of the movie. Mm -hmm. Just like she's not my type of gal. And she's also quite rude in many instances where I was like, yeah, you're grating to me. But we did find our way later on. However, I had a hard time really rooting for this woman at first. I felt like, I don't know. I was excited to see what her journey was because it's Mm -hmm. always like the successful young like woman who has some sort of past or like has overcome something. So I was like, what's the, what's the tea here? Right. Um, And I was also distracted because I do not like her boyfriend. Yeah. And outside of the building after their interview, Jeremy and Anna like feel really good and they are preparing to go to dinner tonight to celebrate, but they actually leave like just eyes glued to the phone. They're like, dee, 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 dee. Yeah. And Jeremy tells her not to be late. And she's like, I never am, except when your dad comes out of the woodwork. So apparently there's a story with that. And she tells Jeremy that she has to see her father like she hasn't seen him in weeks. And they're going to get together before dinner. And Jeremy's like, I just don't want to see you riled up for our special dinner. I have a surprise for you. And she's like, you know, I hate surprises. Oh, my God. What could it be? Yeah. So Anna goes to this dress atelier where she's getting her dress, like, hemmed. A quarter inch. (laughs) Yeah, which I thought, like, at first I thought it was a bridesmaid's dress or something because it looks like she's in a fitting. But no, it's just, like, the dress she plans to wear on her date. So, again, very meticulous. This woman is definitely a perfectionist. When her sister Libby, a.k.a. D from It's Always Sunny, mm-hmm. had no clue she was in this movie. Or Adam Scott, frankly. Is it her sister? I thought it was her friend. I think it's her sister. Oh, it is her sister. Yeah. They have the same last name. I wonder why she doesn't. Or maybe it's her cousin. I guess. Because, like, I'm just like, why wouldn't she go with her yeah. to visit their dad? Yeah, it must be her cousin or something. She runs up. She's like, oh, my God, I just saw Jeremy coming out of a jewelry store while I was on my way here. We all know what that means. Put one and one together, and that equals engagement ring. He must be proposing. (laughs) So Anna is thrilled. She's like, oh, my God, I was dropping hints, but I didn't realize that he picked up on them. And she has to practice her surprise face because Mm -hmm. tonight will be the night. Tonight will be, be the, the night, night that, that I'll I propose will to you. Yeah. <laughs> so at the bar, Anna is waiting for her father. She gets out, and any classic, like you could make a montage of characters who have issues with, like, I don't know if you want to say OCD, but definitely like germaphobe type characters. They love their wet wipes. Oh, yeah. Wet wipe, wet wipe. You wet could, wipe, sanitizer spray. Mm, cheat, 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 cheat. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, of course, she does a little wipe, 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 waiting at the bar for her dad, and just a random drunk guy proposes to her, and she's like, no, I'm getting engaged. I mean, it is Amy Adams, after all, so can't blame him. Mm-hmm. And, of course, at this very moment, her dad rolls up, and he's like, you're getting engaged? He's just thrilled because it's been four years and he's like, let's get champagne to celebrate actually. And like looks in his wallet, nothing. He's like, maybe some beer. 
by the way, where is he? And Anna's like, Jeremy is packing because he has a cardiology conference in Dublin. And her father's like, good, he finally came around. Otherwise, you'd have to follow him to Ireland. (gasps) And he tells a story. He's told many times about how his grandmother proposed to his grandfather on leap year because they had been dating for a long time and he was dragging his feet. And Anna's like, I don't need to do that. Well, well, well. Couldn't be me. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, personally, I would not want to propose. It's just like not something that I ever Mm -hmm. see myself doing. I also like feel like I would not be able to get through it without just like sobbing. So I kind of feel like not in every case, of course, but like I would say generally speaking, a lot of men – like know that it's probably going the onus will probably be on them yeah so it kind of feels like if i were to propose it would be premature yeah because if i were ready and they were ready they would just do it yeah true i don't know who like like it even like if you're a guy proposing like how do you know the time is right like what determines you know i mean i guess normally people have like a conversation about it like about timelines and when they want to get married so like both people usually know i don't i feel like it's very rare that the woman is like completely surprised well yeah but i i mean my brother i don't i can't remember well from the moment that they started dating not the very first moment but they kind of knew they're like we're gonna be in a relationship for like they both were really invested Mm -hmm. and then they dated for like I don't know, maybe like two years or something, maybe three. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long they dated, but but my brother got the ring like several months before he actually proposed. Yeah. So I'm like, what, you know, in a given year per se, like how do you determine? Yeah. I mean, I know for my brother and his wife, they like, they talked about marriage and stuff and they were both like, you know, aligned on being wed. Right. But they were long distance. So they had already decided that they were getting married, but he had not proposed yet Mm -hmm. because they had not been in the same geographic location to do so. So by the time he proposed, which he did in Singapore. Yeah. um, Because we were all in Singapore for Christmas. She had already bought her dress. Like she already had the dress before she had the ring. Oh wow! Because they were like, yeah, we're we're getting married. Like we have agreed, we're getting married. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, so she was like, I'm gonna start planning, and yeah. And they also knew they wanted to get like married, kind of like soon because the visa process like takes so long. Yeah, um, that they probably got married like two years before they would have if they were you know together in person, but because they knew that like. They wanted to be together. It's like, well, let's just get married now. And by the time, like, you're able to move back to the States is when we probably would have gotten married anyways. Yeah. So, so yeah, they got married at, like, 24, which is, like, oh crazy looking back now. I'm like, that's so young to me because um, I'm 24. now, like, 27. But, yeah, they're yeah. 24 when they got married. Damn. Yeah. That's crazy. Pretty wild. That is so crazy. You shouldn't have told me that. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. I mean, my parent, my, well, my mom was really young when my parents got married. My dad's like um, a little bit older than my mom, but she yeah. was, she turned 23 like on their honeymoon. And I'm like, that's crazy to me. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm- she was groomed. <laughs> <laughs> she was i think that they didn't i don't think they dated for that long before they got married i think that they probably met when she was like 21 and my dad was 27 mm-hmm. so yeah pretty wild and i'm like i in in the words of alana glazer what am i a child bride i'm 27 yeah <laughs> literally <laughs> literally yeah oh my gosh <laughs> oh my god okay where are we even so, talking about the the proposal oh my gosh they're at the restaurant ah and he tells anna that he always appreciates that she like has things figured out for them like the reservation whatever despite his crazy schedule and she's like oh no worries babe and then he pulls out a jewelry box and hands it to her <gasps> I'm gasping. What could possibly be in there? It's not a ring. It's a pair of huge, by the way, diamond earrings. They are huge, but like I would I would be in strangle mode. Yeah. Anna is clearly very disappointed, and Jeremy does not know how to read a room. He then like gets a call from the hospital. There's some sort of cardiac emergency. He has to go in and he has to go straight to the airport when he's done. So he apologizes for, you know, their date now being over, mm-hmm. gives her a little kiss and off he goes while Anna just sits there alone. So that night, Anna looks at the earrings on her nightstand and hears her dad's words in her ear. And she reads about the Irish folklore tradition of leap year proposals. The one day that women are allowed to propose to their partners. And it's like, that is ridiculous. Cut to pack that dress, pack those shoes, mm-hmm. pack that bag, pack that Louis Vuitton luggage that comes up so many times. <laughs> oh my God, so many times. You'd think it was sponsored. But I will say one of the big perks about this you can wear exactly what you want to wear when you're getting engaged because mm-hmm. you already know. You can make sure your nails are done. Preparedness. Mm-hmm. If you don't plan to fail, wait. If you fail if to you plan. <laughs> if you fail to plan, then you plan to fail. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. I keep that motherfucking thing on me. <laughs> so Anna gets on her flight to Dublin And she is sat next to a priest and just is yapping away, talking about her plan for, you know, proposing. Mm -hmm. But suddenly the plane starts experiencing some very bad and quite scary turbulence. Yeah, I was like watching it and I was like, first of all, I'd be freaking out. Mm -hmm. But then the the air things dropped and I was like, I'd be freaking (laughs) out. Like I would be having a meltdown. The person next to you would have to put on their own oxygen mask so that they could then put yours on because yeah. you've been you passed out. <laughs> yeah. The the thing just like falls from the ceiling and I'm like already out because I'm like terrified. Yeah. Like the sheep that like they like fall yeah. over. <laughs> I have been in some really bad turbulence, but never where like the oxygen masks have fallen. I do Me think either. if that ever happened, I would I would begin to panic a little bit. 
and probably eat up more oxygen on the plane than was allotted to me in the tanks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the the oxygen masks are just for a sudden change in air pressure. And um, that's alarming. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And that's frankly terrifying. Yeah, it's giving spirit airlines. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, she, she starts freaking out about the fact that she's going to die before she gets engaged. The oxygen masks drop and the flight then gets redirected to uh, Cardiff, Wales because the Dublin airport has been shut down due to the inclement weather. Yeah. And the airport is a disaster zone. All the flights are canceled for the rest of the day. And Anna tries to tell the airline agents her sob story and I'm like, girl. Yeah, this is what made me not like her. <laughs> okay. It's the she's entitlement like, that she has. But I don't think she's entitled. Mm. I feel like she Ignorant? has I she she can be. Yeah. But I feel like she has she feels a sense of like I've worked so hard. I and maybe it is entitlement, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But but to her credit, I do feel like We'll get to it later, but when she stays in places that are not, like, five-star hotels, Mm -hmm. like, she doesn't really complain about it. She kind of, like, adapts, even though she's, like, frustrated. She's, like, oh, this, like, crappy place. Like, she's, like, happy to have a hot shower when she gets to the bed and breakfast. Well, yeah, by that point, she's, like, less annoying to me, but it's this beginning part with, like, the airplane, the way that she, like, treats – Declan at the start um, when like she's the one who fucking like shuts down all the spoiler she shuts down the power for the whole village I'm like it's the ignorance and the entitlement mm. that was bothersome to me here yeah yeah here, yeah so she tells the agents she's like but I have to get to Dublin because I'm gonna propose and I need to get a dress yada yada and the agent tells the other agent and this felt like an Irish thing because they were both all smiles and she's like oh can you please call the airport and tell them to like open up a gate just for <laughs> this lady yeah and they smile at her and she like gets the picture yeah and all of the ferries to Dublin are also canceled but Anna is determined and the next thing we see is this like little fucking like tugboat looking vessel yeah. Just get, getting sloshed with water. And they're like, we have to stop in Dingle. The seas are too rough. And she's like, I paid for cork. <laughs> and then the sea, like, it just keeps going. And she's like, okay, let's go to Dingle. <laughs> yeah. So they drop her off literally on the beach. She makes her way down the one road there is to the local pub. And ask the bartender how she can get to Dublin from here. And one of the patrons of the bar says that 1987 was the last time a bus left Dingle for Dublin. Not looking too good. She asks about a taxi service. So the bartender gives her a card and she goes over to the payphone and calls for a taxi. And the, the man on the other end of the line is like, sorry, we don't drive American redheads. Turns out the bartender also runs the taxi service. It's a very small village. 
Not yeah, it's just this one guy. He like yeah. puts on it. He's like Kirk. He's yeah. like, I run this <laughs> store. I run that store. Exactly. So this bartender, Declan, played by Matthew Good, mm-hmm. says that Dublin is a city of cheats and backstabbers. It's where the worst of humanity collects to poison this country. And I'm like, wow, can't wait to visit. Um <laughs> Yeah. And he says he wouldn't drive her to Dublin, even if she offered him 500 euros. And then one of the the patrons is like, I'd sell my wife for 500 euros. And the other one's like, you'd have some takers, too. Just, you know, a little caricature of drunk old Irishmen. Yeah, I was like, what is this, the Banshees of Inishirin? Yeah, for real. <laughs> So she has to be directed to the closest hotel or even bed and breakfast. You stand in right in it. It's a one-stop shop. Bam. Yeah. And then, so first of all, I was watching this on TV, like on the TV in my apartment, and um, Josh was engrossed. Yeah. Like he was washing dishes, and then he like came over, and he was like, and then he was like, eating and then he was like watching it from the table mm-hmm. it was like the tiktok where this woman is like I, my boyfriend swears up and down that he hates that trashy tv i watch and, and then, then he's like standing like, there with yeah. the arms on the hips just like watching. oh i i feel like i saw one where the the guy was watching through like the banister oh i but saw maybe, that too yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but speak of the devil yeah matt and christina booked a trip to ireland whoa because of the movie? Yeah. yeah. Well, like inspired by. No. <laughs> she it said is, no. It is a leap year, so technically I'm in the calendar year. Yeah. But no, I will not be proposing. Um, I was saying that you were watching, like subtly watching the movie, and then you got really engrossed in it. <laughs> he said he liked the movie. There we go. That's, That's all the confirmation we need. That's that's a green flag, I would say. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I did make Matt watch, like, all of the Love is Blind episodes uh, while he was here when they came out. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, like, I don't like shows like that. And then look who has all the commentary oh. and all the opinions. And look who's so interested when I tell him the updates from the new episodes. Exactamundo. Yeah. So Declan leads Anna upstairs to a little closet of a room, but it's cute. Yeah. It's like a cute little room. And Anna asks if he would be <laughs> this this does make her sound awful. Yeah. But she's like, I saw that you have a kitchen. Like m- maybe I-, I could just have a whittle something. And he's like, I'll make you a hang sandwich. <laughs> and um he does agree. He's to go make her some food. I did look it up. It's just a ham sandwich. Yeah. yeah. It, it's like <laughs> thick, crusty bread and like not just like deli slices like in the U.S., but it's like a yeah. thick cut of like a roast. And I was yeah. like, yeah. I don't eat meat, but like, yum. Yeah. <laughs> and so Anna goes to plug in her phone. And of course, we've all been there. Raise your hand if you've done it. Me, I've done it. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> when I was in Germany, I plugged in my steamer, which I thought was dual voltage. Mm. It fucking blew the lights out. Oh, but it was my just God. my just my room. Okay, like, that's that's not it was. So I was in yeah. I was in a pretty decent hotel, and it was just my room. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she plugs it in. Not as lucky. The whole fucking town 
gets their lights blown out. Mm-hmm. And on her way to do this, too, she, like, moves the bed. She ends up knocking over the closet, breaking the curtain rod, the dresser. It's just, like, a mess. Yeah. And she finally plugs in her charger without an adapter. Power goes out. And her Blackberry is fried. Yeah. So she finds a flashlight somewhere, somehow, and picks up a picture frame. And it's a photo of Declan, a redheaded woman, and another man. Oh, my God. Yeah. A thruple. Mm. So Declan gets back upstairs, like throws open the door, gives her the sandwich, and snatches up the photo. And she's like, you fried my Blackberry. And he's like, you fried the whole village, idiot. (laughs) And she calls him a jackass. Like, she's, yeah, she's not laying down good roots right now. Yeah. So at this point, it was like, this is probably the worst of it where I was just like, I'm having a hard time. I'm having a hard time rooting for this one because... She is quite rude. And, like, to call him a jackass after you just, like, caused a village-wide blackout because you don't have an adapter wasn't sitting right with me. But, you know, her and I make amends throughout the movie. (laughs) So in the morning, Anna calls Jeremy and tells him that she came to Ireland to surprise him, but, like, obviously things went awry but she can't wait to see him. She just needs to get a cab to take her to Dublin. So that's when she overhears Declan talking to some somebody mysterious outside about this debt that he owes. And the lender does agree to give him 10 days to pay the thousand euros that he owes. So we know he's desperate for money. Where could this be going? <laughs> So upstairs, Anna is literally mid-change when Declan throws the door open and agrees to drive her to Dublin, but only because she's so desperate. And like, Anna is naked. She's yeah, like, she's get just out. she's fully in her underwear. Yeah. She's like, I know you hate Dublin. Like, it's fine. And he turns around and says he'll do it for 500 euros. Yes or no? And she says Yes. And he leaves for like a second before coming back in to say, and it's 100 euros for the room. That includes the vandalism. Like that's steep for what you're offering. Yeah. But I guess she did destroy the entire place. She did everything in there. Yeah. (laughs) So Declan pulls up with his jalopy to take Anna off to Dublin. She is pretty horrified. He begrudgingly helps put her suitcase in the trunk and he starts like slamming it on the ground to try and get the handle down. And she's like, (laughs) can you please be careful? Like, this is a gift from my boyfriend. But also like he doesn't know how to put the handle down on a suitcase. He's that provincial. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, (laughs) he's being a curmudgeon. Um, And she's like, can you please be careful? It's a it's a Louis. He's like, what? She's like, it's a Louis Vuitton. (laughs) And he just throws it in the trunk and calls her ridiculous. And that's when two of the bar patrons come over to Anna and say that she can't go on this trip now because a black cat just crossed her path and it's 10 Mm -hmm. years of bad luck 
to start a journey like that. And and she broke a mirror and yeah. walked under a ladder and yeah, and slipped on a banana peel and stepped on a crack and yeah. she drank without looking people in the eyes when she said cheers. <laughs> so <laughs> and for that reason we'll have to chop you. Yeah. <laughs> so Anna says she doesn't believe in luck, but they say she ought to if she's getting into that car, that death trap. Mm. So as they drive off, the men just watch them go and say, they're going to kill each other, which is a fair assessment, I would say. At that point, yeah. Yeah. Um, so they go on their drive, and Anna pretty much talks to herself about how she has two days before leap day, and she'll probably get to Dublin before the stores close so she can get some shopping in. And Declan asks if she's just going to Dublin to shop. And she's like, well, if you must know. <laughs> Let me tell I, you all about it. Yeah, twist my I've arm. I've been waiting <laughs> for you to ask. I am proposing to my boyfriend. And she starts telling him about how Jeremy is a cardiologist and they're moving into the most amazing apartment. And she thought he was going to propose the other night, but he didn't. And she wants to take advantage of the leap year tradition. And Declan... As he's disgustingly eating his egg salad sandwich, <laughs> fully laughs out loud at this woman and says that that is the stupidest thing he's ever heard. Damn. And yeah. And she's like, no, it's not. It's a romantic tradition. And Declan tells her it's for desperate women who want to trap themselves with a man who clearly doesn't want to get married. I'm like scalding. Yeah. Brutal. So... He just tells her, you know, if he wanted to get married, he would. Or if he wanted to propose, whatever. Mm-hmm. And Anna grabs his sandwich and throws it out the window. So Declan starts blasting this, like, Irish rock. And Anna pulls out the cassette tape and throws it out the window. Taking his food and his tunes. But Declan yells, no one touches the music and slams the brakes so he can go and get his cassette. They both get out of the car, and Anna says that he knows nothing about her or Jeremy. He's a lonely, bitter cynic. And Declan, once again, just calls this woman an idiot. And she's like, okay, I'm done talking to you. I'm not paying for your opinion. I just want the ride, so let's get back in the car. They head back to the car, but of course, in the grand Irish tradition, there's a congregation of cows in front of it. Oh my god. And Anna decides to try and, like, reason with the cows. It's like, hey, guys, like, I really need to get to Dublin. If you could just move out of the way. And she eventually does get the cows to, like, move. But on her way back to the car, she does step in some dung. So. With an open-toed heel. Yeah, that's. That's an infection. (laughs) Yeah, those shoes would be sitting on the side of the road until the end of time, as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, she's, like, leaning on the car to try and, like, scrape it off her shoes. In the process, she sends the car going backwards down the hill. She tries to, like, grab the door to hit the brake, but she rips the door handle off. Declan fully jumps on the hood of the car as it goes, like, screeching down the hill. And they just watch as it goes flying into a ditch full of water. 
So they start arguing about who's going to pay for it. And Anna's like, you'll have to kill me before I pay a dime. And he's like, that's an excellent idea. Wow. So Anna starts walking down the road with her suitcase. And he's like, we just need a tow and a garage. Like, we'll be back on the road soon. Relax. I'm like, this car is underwater. Yeah. So they go trekking down the road until Anna flags down a van and asks the man for a ride to Dublin. What is rule number one of hitchhiking? Or just life don't. in general? Don't get in a van. Something bad about vans, huh? Yeah. It's just vans are never a good omen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's true. And the man is like, oh, I'm, I'm also going to Dublin. Like, let me just take your suitcase. And the van opens up. There are two men sitting inside. The driver also compliments the quality of her suitcase. And she starts giving Declan some attitude. But before she can even get in the van, like he drives off with her suitcase. And it's just so clear that this is going to happen. Oh, yeah. So she is now suitcase-less. And she makes her way down to the local pub where Declan is just enjoying a pint by himself. He's like, relax, I'll call the tow truck soon. I just have to finish my pint first. And she's like, yeah, no, I'm going to find a real taxi to take me to Dublin. So she's waiting in line to use the pub phone when she spots the men from the van with her suitcase just Mm -hmm. like wearing her underwear on their head. And I'm like, why are men the way that they are? But she goes to confront the men and grab her stuff back. And she threatens to call the American ambassador. But the three men do, uh, you know, kind of gang up on her. So then Declan comes over and he's like, all right, fellas, time to give her her stuff back. This very quickly devolves into a fist fight. Mm -hmm. Like one of the men just like immediately punches him. They start fighting. Anna throws beer in their face. Like Declan literally throws one of them across the pool table. And the third one just runs off in fear. And Anna is quite impressed and perhaps titillated by this display. I thought you were going to say titillated. (laughs) Yeah. There's no other word for it. Mm -hmm. And she's like, wow, that was really impressive. And that, of course, is when the bartender comes in and kicks them out of his establishment. Yeah. So back on the road, Declan says her fella must be something special. And Anna's like, he is. He's a cardiologist. And I'm like, yeah, but can you name one positive characteristic about this? Yeah. Is he kind? Um, Does he make you laugh? Empathetic? Is he a romantic? A good teammate? Um, just really any sort of personal attributes. Yeah. So Anna goes to the station. The next train to Dublin is in two hours. Anna waits on a bench. And of course, Declan sits next to her. And he points out Bally Carberry Castle. It's one of the 10 wonders of Ireland. And it's only 15 minutes to the top. And she has two and a half hours to kill. It's like, Mm. why wouldn't you go hiking? Yeah, why why wouldn't you go hiking with this, you know, kind of unpleasant but broodingly sexy man 
with an Irish accent who's driving you around. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Anna eventually decides to go up the mountain with Declan and they start walking up the hill. She's still in her open toed, high heels. Yeah. High heel on my tippy. <laughs> Literally invented it. Yeah. Um, In her, what, three, maybe four inch, probably three inch. They're so tall. Really? Oh, really? I I feel like her brown shoes are pretty tall. No? I think they're only like three, three and a half inches. Hmm. Four inches is a pretty tall heel. They look like, I. they look very similar to these heels that I always saw on mod cloth, which would make sense. This is 2010. Uh. So I feel like probably three and a half to four inches. I mean, it's insane that she's cli- like doing right. this little trail, but in yeah. also in like a pencil skirt. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and as they go up, Declan actually apologizes that she won't be able to make it to Dublin before the shops close, and she says, "I have other interests besides shopping, like my life and my job." And she tells him that she stages apartments. And he's like, oh, and, like, then they get to keep the the stuff. And she's like, no, we take it back. And he's like, oh, you're a con artist, huh? <laughs> but Anna's like, oh, you always think the worst of everybody. Because I know you so well. You, you always yeah. think the worst of everybody. Oh, my God, Declan? He thinks <laughs> De- the worst of everyone. He's always thinking the worst of everybody. Yeah. Trust me, I know. <laughs> Trust me. Oh, my God. Is this your new girlfriend? Hi. I'm his best friend. <laughs> I've heard so much about you. Oh, my God. So You're so pretty. Yeah. God. You're so pretty. You didn't tell me how pretty she was. She's so pretty. <laughs> the worst. So. And Declan is like, I've created the best question to ask anyone mm. ever. He's, He's like, I read like, the New York Times, like. 40 questions to make two right. people fall in love. Exactly. Yeah. And he says, what would you grab in a fire? You know, if you had uh, your apartment was on fire, you had 60 seconds, what would you take? Yeah, she doesn't really have anything to say to that. She's a wee bit stumped. And she's like, like, you take your Louis? Yeah. Your Louis Vuitton? <laughs> yeah. And she's like, well, what would you take then? And he's like, well, I know exactly what I would take. But I'm not telling you. That's bullshit. Yeah. I'm like, you're just being silly and annoying. <laughs> um, Possible nominee for lovable scoundrel. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm into it. I'm into it. Also, like, I don't know if we've really talked about it much at this point, but Matthew Good is, like, stupid hot in this movie. I knew you'd say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he was doing it for me. But also, like, mm-hmm. I had the biggest crush on him in um, – did you ever watch Chasing Liberty, the Mandy Moore movie? Oh, that sounds so familiar. It honestly has, like, a lot of similar tropes. Like, two people happen to be caught, like, on a journey together. And I think there is also the one bed trope happens in that, too. He looks very handsome. Yeah, there. so I always had, like, a crush on him as a – like from when I watched that movie as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so getting to see him again in this very similar era was a treat for me. But yes, they do end up making it up to the castle. And he tells her that 
hundreds of years ago, there was this beautiful girl named Gran, and she was promised to an old warlord named Fionn. But she wasn't in love with him, and on <laughs> the night of their betrothal, she met a handsome warrior named... How is this pronounced? Diarmid? 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 Diarmid. Diarmid? I don't know. Yeah, I'm like, please tell me how wrong I am saying this. Um, but they fell in love. So that night she slipped everyone a sleeping potion and they ran away together. She drugged yeah. everyone? <laughs> she drugged everyone in the in the kingdom and they ran away off into the sunset. Wow. And Fionn went mental. He takes his whole army in hot pursuit, but the villagers took pity on the couple and they hid them away in their barns and their forests and their castles for a night at a time. And when they get to the top of the castle, Declan says that then the couple ended up coming here to this very castle and they saw this view and unable to resist such beauty, they consummated their love here. Ow, ow. And Anna is a little bit flustered for a second. She's like, oh, my God, like, you're hitting on me. And it's true. <laughs> it is true. <laughs> She's like, I'm the young woman on the eve of my engagement. Like, did you really think that was going to work? And he's like, don't flatter yourself, babe. Uh, the story is true, but it sure as shite ain't about you. And I'm like, okay, sure. So then, of course, it starts to rain, as it does in all romantic movies and Ireland. And the train horn starts to blare because, oh, my God, her train is here. So they have somehow, you know, spent, spent two, two and, and a half hours, hours together. The time flies when you're in love, question mark. But... She starts running down that hill. And of course, in the process, she slips in the mud. She goes rumbling and tumbling right into a puddle and, of course, misses the train. Uh. So Anna starts sobbing, as I would too, probably. And the man at the train station is like, don't worry. We will get you where you need to go, ma'am. Yeah. And this is like when it really starts to get juicy. Yes. So, uh, the train station man, I don't know what his position is, mm -hmm. he is also the owner, okay, with his wife of a local B&B, &B. and he's like, you can come stay, like, you know, don't worry, we'll, like, host you, well, not host, like, I think they have to pay, but it's like, come, you know, stay at the end. So, they go to this B&B, &B, and his wife, Eileen, is like, oh, my God, perfect timing because I just turned away two backpackers who weren't married who wanted to share a room. <gasps> um, yeah. So Declan and Anna immediately lie. They're like, oh, yeah, we're Mr. and Mrs. Oh, Brady Callahan, newlyweds. <laughs> we don't know what we want to be called yet. <laughs> we're just so in love. And he's like, come on, Petal, let's go to the room. And she's like, of course, Sunshine. And now that I think about it, they also did this <laughs> trope in Chasing Liberty as well. I need to rewatch this movie because I feel like there's oh, a lot of similarities. A little copycat. But this is when everybody in the audience starts chanting, 
one bed, one bed, one bed. Because we got one bed, one of the best mm. tropes in all of, you know, romance novels, films, fan fictions. It gets the people yeah. going. There's nothing like forced Certainly. proximity to make two people fall in love. Certainly. Soy Inley. <laughs> so they get to the room, as we mentioned, one bed. So they decide to flip for the bed. He says, heads you win, tails I lose. And I think he says, heads you win, tails you lose. What is – yeah, he says – Or like, he says, heads I win, tails, tails you, you lose. lose. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> – Girl, girl's like, I don't know if she's tired, but like, honestly, she missed a big one. I probably wouldn't have even picked up on it at that, at that point. I'm covered in yeah. mud. I don't know where I am. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where I am. And obviously he wins. How could he not? And tells her she can sleep in the bath. It's a standing shower. Yeah. All right. And she says, fine, as long as she doesn't have to sleep anywhere near him. Then she starts taking a shower and she's like singing and she's like, hot water, do you know, get mud off me in the shower. And later she gets out of the shower and realizes what he's done and shoves him off the bed and tells him to take a shower because he smells. And they're so close to each other. Oh, my God. Mm. And he's like, no way. You can see right through the curtain. Don't peek. He he he. So later on, the innkeeper woman, what's her name? Eileen, is that her name? Yeah. yeah. Eileen and Frank. Yes. She knocks on their door and tells Anna that she'll be making tripe for dinner. Nothing like a cow's stomach on a rainy day. Tripe can be good. Yeah, it can be, but Anna's not thrilled by this. And Declan's like, you know what? Why don't you let me cook as a thank you for taking us in on such short notice? And so Eileen agrees. Mm. And Anna does, like, look back at Declan brushing his teeth, wearing only a towel uh. for a second before she goes out of the room. And she's so flustered that she actually stumbles into the door frame. She smacks her little, smacks head, on the her little head on the door frame on her way out. So this is probably my favorite scene. Yeah. Anna and Declan are gathering ingredients together in the garden. Darling. Yeah. Okay. And Anna is having a little crisis over the size of the carrots. She's like, it calls for three medium carrots, but like this one doesn't look medium. Declan takes the big carrot and like just cracks a chunk off of it. And he's like, look, now they're all medium. And he suggests that she stops trying to control everything. It'll all work out. And Anna tells him she's heard that one before. Her father was the king of it'll all work out and says that he made horrible investments with his money. Like whatever the new big thing was, he just threw their savings at yeah. it. Cut to her having to work two part-time jobs after school. And then their house was repossessed on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Explains a lot about her character yeah even down to the fact that she now like she works in real estate she works in like staging homes she is like 
very obsessed with getting this one particular apartment because she literally had a home like ripped out from under her before. Mm -hmm. So I thought that it was like a very nice touch to even have that relate back to her job too, not just like her more like type A personality. Yeah. No, I really – I thought that was like added a lot of depth. Mm -hmm. And Declan sincerely apologizes and says – a father is someone who you should be able to rely on. I'm like, uh, okay, okay, hit me with like a deep line. Yeah. And Anna stares at him in awe for a second and they kind of break out of it and they get back to dinner planning. And Declan catches a chicken. He's like, you're not one of those vegetarians, are you? She's like, no. Cracks that chicken's neck and says, Kokovin and Anna like shudders and heads back inside. Yeah. So he follows after and he's like, Do you not know like where chicken comes from? And she's like, From the freezer section. And they have a little giggle, a little hee hee. <laughs> and Anna tells Declan that he keeps surprising her. And this is a woman who thought that she hated surprises, but. Perhaps the tides are turning. Mm. Oh my God, perhaps she enjoys being, you know, kept on her toes a little bit. You never know what's around yeah. the next corner. Could it be a sweet comment? Could it be a dead chicken? Who's to say? Who's to say? <laughs> so we get a montage of them. They chop the produce together. They start cooking. They share some wine. They have a little taste test. He's like giving her pointers in the kitchen. And Anna takes on the duty of setting the table, swapping out one platter for another, like making it all look perfect. And Declan tells her, not too shabby. Wow, they make such a good team. Look at the balance that they bring. Ooh. How crazy. They don't really like – they do more showing than telling, yeah. but he is a great cook. Like that's his big thing. Yeah. Like, he'll, he'll pour the pints at the pub, but really mm-hmm. the kitchen is where he's shining. Um, and also for her to be able to relinquish some control, let him take the lead on cooking. Mm-hmm. I myself have a hard time doing that in the kitchen. So I know how difficult that can be to cook with another person. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought it was cute. I, I love a, a little cooking montage. So everybody sits down for dinner together. We also have two other guests at the inn, this Italian couple. Uh, They also compliment the meal. And Anna is like, oh, my gosh, thank you. Like, Jeremy usually tells me that my chicken is dry. And they're like, who's Jeremy? Who the fuck is Jeremy? I'll kill him. You you know another man besides your husband? Right, right, right. As if she can't have, like, any other man in her life. They're clutching their pearls mm-hmm. as she utters another man's name from her lips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, Jeremy, he's our neighbor. He comes over for dinner sometimes, you know. He And then Declan decides to, you know, twist the knife a little bit on Jeremy and is like, yeah, he's like not so stable. Like he tells everyone he's a cardiologist, but like <laughs> – yikes he also has a little thing for anna what are you gonna do weird (laughs) yeah weirdo anyways 
So Frank pours Declan some whiskey and Declan asks if it's antique. And he's like, oh, yeah, just like me and Eileen, it's from our wedding 44 years ago. And they share a little kiss and everybody cheers. And uh, Stefano, one of the uh, Italian guests, says that that's what it takes to be married for 44 years. You have to always kiss like it's the first time and the last time. Mm -hmm. So then the Italians, like, they share a little peck. But then before you know it, it's just like. Make out tongues swapping spit. Extremely intimate and a lot when you're just sharing a table with four other people. Yeah. You just met. Yeah. So I think one of them was like, well, that's grand anyways. <laughs> and then Frank is like, Declan, Anna, like you two should kiss. And she's like, no, it's fine. Like we, we kissed earlier. It's 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 all good. Yeah. But Frank is like, oh, come on, like give her a kiss. So then they do a little kiss on the cheek, but they're like, come on, give her a real kiss. So Declan grabs her face and like gives her a real kiss and she is taken aback at first but then she's into it and they're just like it's it's not you know to the level of the italians where it's like super uncomfortable but it is very like passionate it's romantic romantic. yeah very intimate and stefano tells them bravo and frank is like now that's a kiss and both anna and declan are Mm. taken aback by the chemistry that they have I was taken aback by the chemistry. Yeah, I think we all were. (laughs) (laughs) That night, Declan asks Anna to show him some mercy and let him sleep in the bed. And Anna agrees. So he hops in and she tells him who would have thought it'd take two days to get to Dublin. And Declan's like, you know, I'll have to charge you an overnight 100 euro. And she's like 50 and he's like 75. And she agrees, and he's like, your total is 675 euro. And it's like, yeah, 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 it's all about the money for you. 675 euros it is. Then, uh, that night, Anna wakes up, and Declan wakes up. And they turn over and look at each other, and then look away. Oh, my God. Yeah, I I think the buildup to this is, like, so good because – they're both lying on their sides at first, but then she turns to lay mm-hmm. on her back, and then he turns to lay on his back, and they both are, like, looking out of the corner of their eyes, seeing that they're both laying on their backs and that their eyes are open. Yeah. And then they look at each other. I was like, oh, gas. Lovely build. And that is why the one bed trope is so good. Yeah. So in the morning, we wake up to the sounds of rooster crows. And Declan wakes up to find his hand is on Anna's shoulder. Oh, my God. So he slowly peels it off, retreats back to his side of the bed. But Anna was awake and she knew his hand was on her shoulder. She knew. And she wanted it to be there. Oh, my God. And she liked it. Wow. Feeling the touch of a man who actually seems to have romantic feelings for you. Life-changing. Definitely. So Anna then calls Jeremy 
to tell him that she's had the worst time getting to him, but she can't wait to see him. And Jeremy's like, well, I have some news that might cheer you up. We got the apartment. And she is thrilled. They had the apartment and says that everything's working out like it's supposed to. But of course, who overhears this phone call? But a love struck Declan as he's bringing her a tray of breakfast. Oh, yeah. So he goes back into the kitchen and like, Puts on his shoes and Anna walks in just extremely chipper, unaware that this man literally had his heart in his hands and some eggs on a tray for her. Mm-hmm. And Frank comes in, asks what they're planning to do for the day. And Anna's like, well, I'm going to Dublin, obviously. And he's like, well, no, you're never supposed to start a trip on a, on a Sunday or a full moon. Plus, the trains don't even run on Sunday. So... Well, there you go. Shit out of luck. And Anna's like, oh, well, I'll pay you to drive me to Dublin. And he's like, I can't. Eileen has the car. She's gone to mass and to shop in Dublin. Yeah, that was a (sighs) kick in the gut. Yeah. Anna decides to walk to the bus station. Declan follows her and she keeps feeling something hitting the back of her head. So she, like, whips her head around multiple times. Turns out it's just a hailstorm. They get stuck in a hailstorm, and they run up a pathway. Shockingly, Declan holds Louie for her and cut to them just slamming some doors open. And turns out the church is having a wedding. Mm. And the priest is like, do you have any objections to... These two being married, and they're both like, oh, oh, no. And I was like, why does this bride look so familiar? She is Queen Maeve in The Boys. Wow, there you go. The couple just smiles at each other, and the priest is like, stay. Take a seat. (laughs) Stay for the wedding. Yeah, that's how it works. So after the ceremony, Anna and Declan, they do go to this reception, Declan wants to leave, but Anna's like, no, the priest offered to drive me to the bus station afterwards. We are staying. Anna tells Declan that she actually likes weddings, but he clearly doesn't. And she asks if it's because two people are in love. And he's like, well, yeah, actually, that is exactly why I don't like them. And she's like, well, what do you know? You're not married. You've never even been engaged. But as it turns out, Declan has been engaged once before. And now we're putting the pieces together as to why he kept calling her stupid for wanting to get engaged. So the bride then gives her toast to her groom saying, my husband, may you never steal, lie, or cheat. But if you must steal, steal away my sorrows. If you must lie, lie with me all the nights of my life. And if you must cheat, please cheat death because I couldn't live a day without you. Aww. It's a very sweet little toast, and Anna, she really loves it, but that's when she notices that Declan is nowhere to be found. He's actually by the lake. So she goes up and asks if he wants to talk about it, but he's like, no, like you're not in America anymore. You're in Ireland, so just like have a drink and shut up about it. And she says she was just trying to help. But he's like, he kind of like goes off on her and like chastises her for 
making one of the most important decisions of her life based on a tr- like ridiculous tradition. Yeah. He's like, I'm not the one that needs help. It's you. And she's like, well, it's not a load of crap, actually. It's romantic. And she storms off. That little epitaph, speech, anecdote, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it, that the bride does, it is – I don't know if it's word for word the same, but it's the same one that he does not Hitch. Yeah. Everyone is dancing at the reception, having fun, and Declan makes his way over to Anna, and he's like, uh, I'm no good at weddings, and she tells him they're better with a couple martinis, and I'm like, one, <laughs> one martini. Stop. Stop now. I I generally have like a two martini rule where I'm like, I can drink two, but no more. Mm-hmm. At that point, either you need to switch to something lower ABV yeah, or like none at all. Because if you Agreed. veer into three, four martini territory. Really bad. You're really in the danger bad. zone. You are in mm-hmm. the danger zone. Unless it is spread out over like so many hours. But even then, two martini rule. Definitely. So the band announces they're going to do a special request for the bridesmaids. And Declan asks Anna if she wants to dance. And she's like, oh, I don't river dance. And he asks if she'll ever let her hair down. And she agrees to dance with him. Just took a little negging. What a big switch from when he was just yelling at her. Mm -hmm. To look who wants to dance all of a sudden. Yeah, he's like... Oh, things can be fun. Like life can have meaning again. Mm-hmm. And they do a line dance. One of her partners ends up picking her up and spinning her around. And what happens? Oh, her brown shoe just pops right off and hits the bride square in the nose. Yeah. So the bride has this like big old wound on her head now, which she is extremely chill about it. She's like, ah, oh, fuck it. Like, whatever. It's fine. At least it wasn't my husband. Ha ha. Which, if that happened to me at my wedding, there would be blood and it wouldn't be from the wound on my head. Let me tell you well, that Well, it's much. also like, now the pictures are going to look weird. Like, the dress is going to look weird. But I don't know. I mean, what happens, yeah. happens. Yeah. But then, to make matters worse, Anna... Knocks over a glass of red wine on this poor bride's dress. So that is past the limit. She absolutely must leave now. Yeah. So Anna goes down to the water and she's just drinking by herself, you know, nursing her wounds. When Declan shows up and she's like, aren't you supposed to be taking me to Dublin? And he's like, just tell me when. And she's pretty, like, toasted at this point. And she just gets up and she starts calling him a beast. She's like, you're a real beast. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't stand you, but I'm on to you. I know that your beastishness is just an act and that you're in pain and you have a big thorn in your beastie paw like a lion, like a lovely, lovely lion. Mm -hmm. And they're getting closer and closer And she's like, I see through all the the insecurity to the man you are underneath. And just as they're about to share a kiss, Anna vomits on his shoes. So, yeah. Declan, like a champ, picks her up 
And she's like, what about my suitcase? And he's like, don't worry, we'll go get Louie. <laughs> this whole like wedding sequence I found to be like quite chaotic. Definitely. I don't think it was well organized. No. We just like we're hitting too we're hitting too many different like moments for the two of them where like oh they have this sweet moment when you know they're watching the speech and like she goes to console him but then he's yelling at her but then all of a sudden he's fine and they're dancing and then like she's drunk and it was just like there were too many elements i feel like we had to pick a direction yeah like either they're there either they're there and they're like talking and they're like really having like a one-on-one conversation or they're like we're having so much fun like i've never had this much fun before right but doing like everything like having basically like a hundred first dates so it's not weird when things happen later on in yeah. the movie <laughs> yeah yeah it's excessive yeah so in the morning anna wakes up on declan's lap at the bus station and she's been covered with his jacket and she walks off he wakes up and sees that she isn't there and he sees the bus driving away and says like you're joking me he's so sad that she left him yeah but anna comes out of a coffee shop with coffees for them and before she goes up to declan she watches him upset that that she left so he loves having her around yeah so she comes up to him and says he can deduct the coffee from her bill and he's like yeah and don't forget to tack on a new pair of shoes and then he calls her pukey and she mocks him and she's like oh you can just put him in the wash he'll be good as new oh the grand <laughs> <laughs> and Declan says she missed her bus but she's like nope there's another one in 20 minutes actually and hands him a ticket and he's surprised that she tells him she's paying him to take her to Dublin yeah door to door service yeah. I did really love this scene. I thought it was very cute. Like, I mean, Amy Adams obviously is an incredible performer, but yeah, just getting to see like the way that she looks at him when she sees how upset he is at like the thought of losing her. Yeah. And her get that little twinkle, that little sparkle in her eye. Well, I love the moment where she sees him mm-hmm. thinking that um, she had left and she just watches for a minute like she doesn't go directly yeah. up to him or call out she's like let let him sweat for a minute yeah let him sit let in him that know what it's like to lose me <laughs> <laughs> exactly and even before that even just when she emerges from the coffee shop and sees him before like knowing that he thinks that she's gone she gets like the biggest smile on her face yeah just at seeing him uh, i was like oh my god something's blossoming yeah and then they like sit on the bus together and she falls asleep on his shoulder they've broken the touch barrier so now it's like someone's been reading their magazines (laughs) (laughs) so they finally make it to dublin uh anna calls jeremy's hotel but he is out at the moment so she tells declan that she should pay him now you know there's an atm back at the hotel So she offers to get them a cab and he's like, 
well, you have legs, don't you? She's like, well, yeah, I've been told they're my best feature. Did he say that earlier? Or is she just Did- being cheeky? I think she's just being cheeky. Okay. The way she said it, I I thought it was – because they make a lot of references in the movie. Right. So I wasn't sure. Yeah. I, I don't – at least not that I can recall. I, d- I don't recall it. <laughs> so Yeah. But he's like, he's like, oh, who told you that? And she's like, oh, you. you, you oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let's go gallivanting through the streets on my beautiful legs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so they walk through Dublin and – she tells Declan that she thinks it's really beautiful here and, you know, she hasn't seen one backstabbing snake yet. Oh. And he's like, well, no, it's the chancers and the cheats you have to watch out for. Mm-hmm. So they look over at this lake uh, in a park and Anna mentions the woman from the photo that she saw way back at the Dingle Inn. And she's like, is that perhaps the chancer or the cheat who lives in Dublin now? Like, yeah, who was the other guy? We put two and two together. The blonde was his fiance. She got with the other guy. Mm-hmm. Didn't end well for poor Declan. So Anna apologizes, like, for what happened, and he says that they were all running the the pub and the inn together him kaylee and ryan damn brought it up from nothing the business was booming he thought that him and kaylee were mad for each other but apparently not he then finally reveals what his 60 second in a fire item would be and it is the what are they called are they called clada rings clada yeah. Clada. Um, it's basically – it's a ring that has two hands, like, holding a heart. With a crown on it. Um, so he gave his mother's ring to Kaylee. Um, it's the thing that he would grab in a fire. I was surprised that Clada rings are that important to people in Ireland because I kind of thought it was, like, an Americanized tradition. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's like a traditional Irish – it's well, like an Irish tradition. Yeah, but you know how sometimes there are like traditions, but then mm. – like we celebrate St. Patrick's Day. Right. But it's like – Yeah, yeah. So I wasn't sure, but that's interesting. Yeah. Like there's different ways that it can like be a symbol. Like it could be for love or for friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, But like wearing it – Okay, on the right hand, with the point of the heart towards the fingertips, the wearer is single and might be looking for love. On the right hand, with the point of the heart towards the wrist, the wearer is in a relationship. Someone has captured their heart. On the left ring finger, with the point of the heart toward the fingertips, the wearer is engaged. And on the left ring finger, with the point of the heart towards the wrist, the wearer is married. Mm, So those are the four ways that you can wear it. Got it. But yes, he gave his mother's Clauda ring to Kaylee. Big mistake. Yeah. And Anna is like, well, if she's here in Dublin, you should find her and get your ring back. And he's like, oh, it's not my ring we're supposed to be worrying about. But Anna says that she's glad he's finally on board with, you know, her proposal idea. Mm-hmm. And Declan's like, hey, I'm just the bag carrier. It doesn't matter what I think. 
And she asks if that means that he's not on board. And he asks, does it make a difference? <gasps> it does. It does. It makes a huge difference. That's actually. what he wants to hear, that it does make a difference. Yeah. <sighs> they finally get to the hotel. This is what she's been trying to do the, the entire movie. Mm-hmm. And she goes up to Declan and gives him the money, but he refuses. <gasps> yeah, and that's it's always like the refusal of money that signifies mm-hmm. love or like yeah. some deeper relationship. He asks her to give him the one Bob and they'll call it a day. She's like, what Bob? And he's like, oh, you know, when we flipped for the bed and she pulls out the coin and calls him a liar. Declan says goodbye to Louie, and he heads out. But he turns back and calls out to Anna, and they almost have a moment. But of course, (gasps) at that very same time, Jeremy comes out, and he's thrilled to see her, and they kiss. Yeah. Yeah. Too little, too late. Yeah. And Jeremy's like, are you okay? And turns to Declan and is like, oh, Hey, man, do I know you? And I'm like, I hate Americans. (laughs) (laughs) Damn Americans ruining everything. (laughs) And Anna's like, oh, you know, Declan helped me get here from uh, to Dublin from Dingle. And he tells Declan that he doesn't envy that job. Uh, Anna isn't big on adventure. And you are? Yeah. Please. And asks Anna if she tipped him. And Declan's like, she paid me. Like, we're all good. And Declan thanks him and tells Anna he's so happy to see her. He missed her so much. And, you know, he just really missed her. And I got him thinking, why aren't we married? Bro. The least (laughs) romantic thing you could possibly say on the verge of proposal. It got me thinking, why aren't we married? I can't think of a reason not to. It would be quite logical to get betrothed, would it not? And I would say no. (laughs) In front of all those people, I would say no. Yeah. If someone approached me like that. Yeah, he gets down on one knee and Jeremy tells her no pressure, but it's all on camera. And every tourist in the lobby has their camera phone out. You're proposing to her under fluorescence in a hotel lobby? (laughs) Anna is too stunned to speak and looks over to see Declan, but he's already gone. And yeah, to where, to where Jeremy waits for her answer. And eventually she says yes. So they go up to his hotel room, but Anna keeps looking back over her shoulder for Declan. He doesn't even like give her a moment to enjoy the fact that they're engaged, she's like, come on, I have champagne up in the room, like, rushes her off. And I'm like, let the yeah. woman breathe for a second. No, My he's goodness. got plans. He's got a timetable. He's got yeah. logic. No passion. <sighs> Where's the romance? Where's the yearning? Mm-hmm. Declan took it with him when he left. But get get out. Stop the Wattpad <laughs> fantasy right now. <laughs> so... Declan goes into a phone booth and he dials a mysterious number. You see him <laughs> he, sitting at a pub with a with a Guinness. Yeah, it's very like yeah something. And of course, who walks into the pub 
the person he called. It was Kaylee. And she looks like very happy to see him. And she says, I never thought that I'd see you in Dublin. This made me think back to like, so when we did Notting Hill and we talked about how like they would reference his past relationship, but they never really like tied the loose ends with that or like yeah, had him like address like why his marriage failed, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. I like that this movie was like, okay, now he's going to like get the closure with the ex. He's going to get his ring back. But also, like, I don't feel like they needed to actually show us that conversation. I feel like just seeing this was, like, enough for me. Totally. I definitely agree. Yeah. Didn't need to hear her life story. I just needed to know that they met and that he, like, you know, tied up loose ends. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a very efficient way of getting that done. (laughs) Yeah. Then we get a montage. Declan has a deal at the pub. Pint in a pie, 10 euro. Um, according to Josh, this is a crazy deal. He's like, I don't know how they're making money. <laughs> Every single person in the village came and bought 40 pints and pies. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> so Jeremy and Anna are hosting an engagement party. Declan's loan sharks are back. And he has a lot of money, but he's still short. Luckily, just as they're about to rip apart his kitchen, mm-hmm. some regulars pitch in and he's able to come up with the final funds. Back in Boston at the engagement party, we find out that Jeremy <gasps> had a conversation with the building board or who, whomever, someone on the board, called yeah. him in Dublin and was like, inquiring and poking around about their marital status and he just let it slip that they're about to be engaged and he just knew that that's what they wanted to hear and he thought about it and asked her to marry him devastating like can you imagine hearing that the only reason that you even got that lackluster proposal being what it was mm-hmm. was so that he because he was like oh yeah just so we can get the apartment and like i guess we were headed that direction anyways so why not yeah he sucks are you kidding me he sucks. heartbreaking absolutely devastating well, anna's destroyed yeah and also like for other people to hear that that's like so embarrassing yeah because the libby's husband is like yeah y- you bought the apartment and you married her you didn't have to do both and he's like, well, actually, I did to get the apartment. And I'm like, Keep that to yourself. Yeah. If you're going to do that, you got to keep that to yourself. If you can't keep your own secrets, bro. Can't trust you. No. Also, this party is, like, insane. It's, like, very – it's a very fancy housewarming engagement party that they've thrown totally, for themselves. yeah. And there's – at one point – um, we can see like a shot of all the food that they have there's laid out. There's a lobster. There's four whole lobsters yeah. just sitting there on a tray. <laughs> Help yourself to a lobster. Completely untouched because how are you supposed to eat a lobster at a party where there's nowhere to sit? <laughs> you're just you're munching you're in on a, a nice lobster. You're dress. standing, <laughs> standing holding a plate. I would with find a, a way to eat that lobster. Oh, I would I would take myself over to the island in the kitchen and I would eat it by myself. I would go chomp, chomp, chomp. <laughs> but yeah, they just have four lobsters chilling on a tray. Very nice. But in case you forgot, 
we're in Boston, baby. <laughs> right. No, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so Anna is recalibrating and mm-hmm. she stands in the kitchen by the lobsters, just thinking about everything, watching her elegant party, looking at her ring, and we see her glance over at the fire alarm. The next thing we know, the fire alarm goes off and Jeremy tells everyone to go downstairs and he walks around the apartment trying to save the phones, the laptops, the camera, and he's like, Anna, just take anything you think is valuable. Just try to try out my camcorder. I haven't posted our proposal yet. Yeah. And this is the last sign that she needed. The drama. Like the drama. The, the gravitas. At your own party, just so you can have like an emotional moment. <laughs> like it's literally like it's my party and I'll cry <laughs> if I want to. Yeah. Yeah. It was – I really enjoyed that, honestly. hmm Yeah. Like, was it excessive? For sure. But, like, I respect it. I loved it. Yeah. So, meanwhile, back in Dingle, in Ireland, um, Declan is working away in his kitchen. It's fully staffed. Like, the dining room is packed. People are there to eat. When one of his servers comes in and is like, hey, one of the customers complained that the chicken is dry and they sent it back. It's like a pot pie. <laughs> yeah. He's like, just like the cream fuck? on it. <laughs> yeah. So he takes a bite and he's like, it's delicious. They're wrong. So he goes storming out into, into the dining room and he's like, all right, which one of you bollocks thinks my chicken is dry? <laughs> and we hear a woman say, I do. What? <laughs> Oh my gosh, she came back. Okay, hear me out. Costume, you're Anna, <laughs> and I'm the Louis Vuitton suitcase. <laughs> She's gonna get like a full Louis like tracksuit yeah. and put like a little handle on right. her shoulders. <laughs> and I could do like a little cardboard box around me. Yeah, very obscure costume because then people would just be like, you're a Louis Who Vuitton you? suitcase. <laughs> Well, no, your, yours would the be Louis rec- Vuitton suitcase. <laughs> yours would be recognizable. I would just be a woman. Oh, yeah. But we have to be together. <laughs> yeah. We have to be together. <laughs> we'll, we'll workshop that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, where am I? Oh, yeah. We're at the climax of the movie. <laughs> so- <laughs> She's like. I thought the chicken was dry. It's Anna. Oh, my God. She flew back to Dublin. Dingle. (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, what the hell are you doing here? And she is like, well, you can't be a little nicer to me. Like, I flew all the way out here. And he asks where Jeremy is. Mm. And we see there is no ring on that finger. And she says that her and Jeremy didn't work out, you know. When her 60 seconds came around, she realized that she had everything that she'd ever wanted, but nothing she really needed. Wow. And she thinks that what she needed was here. And she's wondering if maybe he felt the same. And she says, so this is my proposal. I propose that we don't make any plans, which is new for me. And we let it work out how it works out 
do you want to not make plans with me? She puts her whole heart out there for him. And Declan just walks away, closes the door behind him. And Anna's heartbroken. And while the entire dining room stares at her, she's like, well, I guess that's an Irish no. And she leaves. Anna, honestly, this shot, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, hey, hey. What's happening (laughs) Don't jump. Yeah, literally. (laughs) Because we cut to the cliffs. And Anna's like looking out. At the jagged Standing rocks. At the bluffs, my yeah. God. And just like right on the edge too. And it, it does look like I, – I do feel like the cinematography was like kind of effed up because a different shot would have made it look like she was just standing there like, mm-hmm. you know, kind of letting it wash over her. But the way that yeah. they shot it made it look like she was going to jump. Yeah. And she looks out over the cliffs when behind her, Declan calls her. Mrs. O'Brady Callahan, where the hell are you going? And Anna's like, you said no. And he says, I didn't say anything. And I'm like, semantics. (laughs) You walked away. Right. But he says, I walked away to get something. And he shows her the clotter ring and rejects her proposal. He doesn't want to not make plans with her. He wants to make plans with her. (gasps) So he gets down on one knee and proposes and Anna agrees and they kiss as the sun sets behind them it is a beautiful shot like you know the sun peeking through as they're you know kissing although I will say I feel like this movie didn't need to end with them getting engaged it seemed a little quick married it seemed a little quick it could have just been like we're gonna be together and that would have been fine for me (laughs) yeah they really were like proposal now yeah it's the bachelor and it's a leap year there must be a ring yeah so and anna tells him that she's so relieved because she thought she wasn't going to have a place to stay tonight and he's like oh you think you're staying with me that'll cost you extra and she's like just add it to my bill (laughs) (laughs) and then we get a scene of joe and seamus and they're watching them, like, kissing, just post-proposal. And Joe is like, it's good luck to get engaged on a Sunday. And Seamus is like, I and end a journey. And Joe's like, and dig a well. <laughs> and Seamus is like, do you think they're digging a well, you idiot? And that's that. <laughs> wow. So they get into the jalopy and Anna asks if this car is going to make it and he's like, oh, she's a classic. She's good as new, even after a crazy woman tried to push her off the road. The car is a death trap. Yeah. And if there is a crash, it it, it will like, it's going to yeah. flatten. Absolutely. So they, you know, go back and forth, joke, arguing about, like, her scraping the cow dung off her shoe and, like, him not helping with the cows. And he's like, oh, someone was being pig-headed and couldn't wait. (laughs) And they're just, you know, bickering. That is their love language for sure. And as Declan, you know, starts the engine, he checks the map. He's like, where should we go? And Anna takes that map out of his hands and throws it in the backseat and says – just drive. She's a changed woman. She said, My God. Shut up and drive. Drive, drive, drive. drive. 
So as they drive off, we see the just married written in marker on the back of the car, the little cans trailing behind. And Anna's like, wait, where's Louie? And he's like, oh, don't worry. He's safe and sound, strapped to the roof. Wow. And Anna's like, what? But it's filthy up there. And he's like, oh, don't worry. Throw him in the wash. It'll be grand. The end. The end. Um, I did just look up just now how long it takes to get from Dingle to Dublin. Yeah. Because I was like, how how long could it possibly be? This movie makes it seem like it's a long way. It's like a four-hour drive. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And then where is the inn? Um, That I don't know. I don't know where there's what, like, town they're supposed to be in. Yeah. Because that's, I'm assuming, even closer if she's just going for yeah. mass and groceries. Yeah. Maybe it's in, like, Kilkenny, perhaps, from this map that I'm looking at. But also, Cork is not close to Dublin either. Yeah. Where she was planning on getting dropped off. Yeah. And now that I'm really looking at this map, (laughs) if she's going from Wales, Cork would actually be closer than Dingle is to Wales. But sometimes, I let me look at a map, because sometimes if you're in a boat there are certain waters you can't go through who's to say ireland is not a big spot (laughs) so geography a little questionable it is questionable huh um this movie was not written by an irish person as you could probably tell you're telling me that was a caricature i know shocking uh dreams dashed but yeah that was leapier so what did you think on your first watch i really enjoyed it honestly Like I said in the beginning of the episode, what I want to see in a romantic comedy is the progress of the relationship. I want to see the Mm -hmm. chemistry. I want to see the, like, cute little moments. This story doesn't have to be something profound and, and, like, unpredictable for Mm -hmm. me to enjoy a rom-com. And I feel like this hit all of the things that I wanted to see Mm. like someone like a woman coming into her own and like you know she really like sheds some of her her habits but also like breaks out of her childhood trauma of like having this like perfection resting on her shoulders and uh I don't know I just really like their progress I loved when they were at the um, inn and pretending to be married, like, that moment I really enjoyed. Yeah, I just thought it was, like, a really fun movie to watch. Yeah, I, I liked seeing the the process of her essentially, like, finding somebody to feel safe enough with that she doesn't need to be the planner. She doesn't need to right. have everything figured out and, like, carry the weight of the world on her shoulder. She can actually, like allow herself to have fun, allow herself to let loose, mm-hmm. rely on somebody else, which I thought was really cool to see that dynamic, which wasn't a layer that I necessarily expected. Like I knew it was an enemies to lovers kind right. of storyline, but I liked that layer of it. I liked getting to see, you know, Matthew Good, Declan, um, get to like shed his hard exterior learn to open up to somebody again and actually 
take on a role of responsibility after Mm -hmm. not being responsible to anybody for so long. So I thought that was a nice dynamic overall though. Like, yeah, I liked it, but it didn't like really give me that, like, you know, mm, like rom-com juice that I get from some other movies, but I did enjoy it. And it's definitely one that I will watch again. Yeah. For sure. I mean, when I think of one that I really like a rom-com I really enjoy, like Pretty mm-hmm. Woman. Yeah. Is so good because the performances are just impeccable. The writing mm-hmm. is fantastic. Like the way the story flows. And then the final like um uh fire escape scene mm-hmm. is so good. Yeah. So it's obviously not like uh, on a high cinematic level, but I did I like I would watch the movie again. Like I thought it was juicy. Something that um I was talking about when I was watching it, Josh was like, he's a Jeremy's a cardiologist. Like he's a doctor of the heart and he knows the heart mm-hmm. like intellectually, but he doesn't know it emotionally. Yeah. And I was like, that's so true. And then he was like, and clearly for Anna, like love and marriage are like things that are really important to her. Mm-hmm. And for Declan, it's important to him too because it makes him – he gets so frustrated and like bothered. Yeah. He's something. emotional. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was like, okay, do you want to host the pod? <laughs> do you want to be the third mic? Yeah. Um, and you know the quickest way to somebody's heart through their stomach yeah. and what it mm. – Yeah. It yeah. all comes together. If you have, like, one good scene of a guy cooking in a movie, I'm like... Sold. Sold. <laughs> yeah. You got me. Wrap her up. We're done. <laughs> I'm taking it home. Yeah. No, yeah, it, it was It was good. It was really enjoyable. I mean, clearly, I was influenced because I'm <laughs> literally going to Ireland now. Yeah. But. And it's beautiful. Like, the shots yeah. are beautiful. I love... The greenery and like the, mm-hmm. it's like it's such a sulky fucking place, but it's so beautiful at the same yeah. time. It's feels very mm-hmm. magical. Yeah, definitely. So if I see any of the filming locations while I'm there, I will take photos. I am going to do a little day trip to Wicklow National Park, which is where they did shoot some of this. So, oh, cool. Yeah. Um, with that being said, what is your rating for our final Fall in Love February flick? I'm going to give it a – it's not like a crazy high score, but I will say a 6.5. Yeah. I was going to give it like a 6.5. Mm-hmm. It was good. It wasn't my favorite, but I enjoyed it. Um, I thought there were some good moments in there. I just wish that like – I wish that some of the writing was like a little snappier. Definitely. I feel like they could have added a more comedy. Yeah. Um, more calm in the rom-com. Yeah, definitely. And if you would like to watch this film and you are in Canada, it is available on the Stars channel on Amazon Prime. I had to buy the movie. Um, <laughs> but it was actually available to rent on Amazon Prime and Apple, I think. Um, mm. But for some reason, Amazon was like running a deal so I could either rent it or buy it for one more dollar, and I bought oh, it. There, you, yeah. So if you watch it literally one more time, you've made your money back. Yeah, it's practically free. Yeah, it's like 
It's like it wasn't on my Amazon account. Yeah. It's like you're making money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, we hope that you enjoyed this episode and this month. Hope you're feeling the love. Um, let us know how you liked the lineup. Can you feel it? Can you, you feel, feel the love? love? Nothing feels, feels better, better than, than feeling the love. love. Everybody <laughs> knows the plan. Push comes the show. Nothing, Nothing feels, feels better, better than feeling the love. love. <laughs> You're That's for welcome. all my Corey in the house fans. <laughs> yep. A deep cut. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let us know what you thought. We're super excited because we're heading into another theme month. Yeah, this, very different theme. This theme month, it's it's kind of more of like a conceptual theme. You have to bear with us. It's a little bit of a loose thread that ties these yeah. movies together. <laughs> but but it was kind of just like born out of a desire to be in a in a vibe. Yeah. It's a vibe. And it's a feeling. It's a feeling. It's an energy coursing yeah. through your veins. Yeah. So intrigued to see what you all think. But if you want to see what that is before the next episode drops, you can always follow us on Instagram. It's movies that raised us. You can follow us on Twitter at MTRU underscore pod. You can follow us on TikTok at movies that raised us pod. And you can always send us a good old fashioned email at movies that raised us at gmail.com. Yes, and we will see you next week for another movie. I'm Mo. And I'm Christina, and our theme song is by Garrett Schmidt. Bye. Bye.